0: What's happening on the voice America talk radio network by keeping up with
1: us on Twitter you can find us at voice America TRN
2: Yo, what's up y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on voice America kids Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old then step up to the microphone you could win $25,000 in cash a recording contract and and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace.
3: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice
0: America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words Brush yourself, take a chance and you'll see who you'll be. It's time to Express Yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandera Pashal and Steven Zal, together with the Express Yourself star on-air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shandera Pashow and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun.
3: Welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Stop Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Young Juan, your teen
1: host. And I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I'm obviously not a teen host, but I am the producer of the show, and I'm filling in today as a host on today's program. Because since it's summer, our hosts and reporters are making differences in other people's lives in other cities and states and countries. For example, our regular host, Stephen Zhao, is currently on a mission trip working with people with disabilities. And next week, he's going to be leaving for China right after he does his last show with us. And Youngju, in a few weeks, aren't you leaving to go teach English in Korea?
3: Yes, I am. I'm really excited because I love traveling. It's my first volunteer trip abroad, so it's appropriate that in today's program, our topic is immigration rights. My family immigrated when I was three, and I've yet to take the citizenship test, so immigration is something really important to me. But we're going to talk to the teen experts from Youth Voice San Diego, who help teens through peer mentoring, Youth Voice Ensemble, and more.
1: Oh, uh, you know, that's really exciting that you immigrated here at three and it'll be interesting to take that citizenship test. You'll have to come and talk to us about it. Well, I'm going to give you some of the backstory in our next segment on how my friend and colleague Dana Brown shepherds young people for social justice issues uh, before you meet her dedicated teens. But first up, we have our wonderful health reporter, Nicole Newbanks, and she is in Florida where it's hot, hot, hot. And she's going to be bringing you some very interesting information about cultural food habits of immigrants and others who just, their foods just spice up our lives. So, hey, Nicole, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for
4: having me. How are you?
1: We are great, and Young Jew is great, and I hope you have some yummy things to talk to us about.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited about hearing about your foreign foods because I love Mexican food and different international cuisines. I love trying different foods. So you live in Florida, a place of vast cultural diversity, and not to mention Disney World. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about the influences of
4: diversity. Okay, so going along with the topic this week, I decided to um, research what, um, what kinds of healthy foods and activities immigrants brought to America. Um, just starting with Cuban food. Um, Originally, Cuban food had strong Spanish influences tied in, which it still does, but we have sort of changed or, you know, modified their cooking. Later, they had stronger ties with the Soviet Union, and that also changed the way they cooked because, you know, like exports and all that. Um, So the Cuban diet changed, and it included more wheat, pasta, pizza, and yogurt. Chicken and fish took place of pork in their diets, which um, it was way less fattening in They kind of preferred pork, but I mean, it was already substituted by the chicken and fish. So, as you can see, this is our idea of Cuban food, but it was kind of, you know, changed little by little over time to become more healthy than before. Um, Now Haitians have strong beliefs in culture and traditions of their homeland. For example, Haitian Americans believe that some sicknesses are caused by bad spirits. Haitian cuisine is basically a whole blend of different cultures. They use grains like rice and just common ingredients that they use in their meals are pumpkins and peas and squash and all of those kinds of things. Um, Their meat that they serve is high in fat and salt. So in America, for Sunday night dinner, they usually use chicken, rice or mushrooms just to kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm, assuming that it's just kind of like take a break from, you know, that kind of diet. Um, Mexicans really stay true to their culture and remain very religious and kind people. They are very family-oriented, and in my opinion, they introduce many Americans into being more involved with their own families. I mean, I know a lot of my Hispanic friends' parents treat me just like a part of their family, and I myself find this custom very sweet and a really good influence to have wherever you live. Um, Mexican cuisine is really known for its flavors. They all vary, and that's, like, really popular. Um, In meals, you would find a lot of beans and corn and rice, and especially chilies. Like, I think we all know that. Um, You definitely won't find butter in traditional cuisine. Instead, they use vegetable oil. So, I mean, I hope that you guys got from this that... We as American citizens have our own personalized idea of what certain cultures are like. But I mean, in reality, we kind of modified their cultures to kind of like fit our ideas. Like our ideas are based on what we've seen. And you never really know about a certain subject until you actually research it. And I think I showed you guys that.
1: Well, I think, too, thank you, Nicole. That was really interesting and great, and I think something that's wonderful about different cultures is if we have the opportunity to travel, we really get to immerse ourselves in a culture and then taste the food in its land. You know, Youngju, you are from Korea. Do you tell us, what is Korean cuisine?
3: Um, Well, Korean cuisine is really spicy. I'm not sure how else to describe it. Um, There's lots of rice and different dishes it's like different from Chinese food and Japanese food that it's Korean food but other than that I'm not really sure how to describe it.
1: Um, Well I can tell you one thing I went to a Korean restaurant many years ago and had some dish and it was really delicious but I asked you know I like hot and spicy but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize how hot and spicy (laughs) Korean food can be and I actually had my son with me and I was eating and all of a sudden my mouth was on fire and I literally was foaming at the mouth (laughs) and they kept bringing me over tea. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm on fire. Don't bring me tea. I thought I needed water. But (laughs) in any case, it was it was really, really hot. And so you must use a lot of what? Hot, hot peppers.
3: Yeah, we have like um, this. I don't know. It's like it's like grinded chilies. And then that's like one of the main ingredients, like everything. And when I go to Korea, like for vacations and seeing my family every summer, it's even really challenging for me to go into any restaurant. And then all my grandma's friends are like, oh, here's our favorite thing to eat at this restaurant. But oftentimes it's just too spicy for me. And then they all look at me and they're like, oh, that's right. That's the girl from America. Right.
1: You've been Americanized. Nicole, what about your background? You know, what kind of food do you actually like? Well,
4: I mean, I'm not at all related to, or I have no ties at all to like Chinese food, but it's my favorite food. I mean, I'm just putting that out there. But actually, my background is like Russian and like all that. Like, and I'm part Native American. Like, I'm a whole mixture of stuff.
1: Oh, that's fun. Do you like borscht then? Do you like beets and potatoes? And that's, you know, Russian. I've never
4: heard of the first thing you said. I can't even.
1: Okay. Well, that means you're going to have to go to Russia and look into your food, you know, your culture. And what about the Native American part of you? Do you eat any Native American food? I mean, besides corn?
4: Well, I mean, like, I'm very, very little part of... Well, I'm um, wait, no, I'm not wording this right. Sorry. sorry, pretend that made sense. Um, I'm very... A little part of me is Native American. So, I mean, it's not like I don't study my culture or anything like that. Um... Or, I do mean, you have so, enough?
1: Do you have a big enough percentage that when you go to college, you're going to be able to get a scholarship as no, a Native I, American? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I know that I have very little. It's kind of weird to explain, but, I mean, I know that I have very little in me, and I don't think it's enough, but, I mean, I'm not 100%. Like, we haven't gotten, like, me tested or anything like that, so.
1: Well, I like the idea that you are researching uh, foods. I've lived in a lot of countries, and one of them was Mexico that I lived. And, uh, you know, the... The beans and the corn and the rice that gets a little old after a while, but they do have when they know how to cook really um, differently and they cook with a lot of fresh vegetables. I love that, I really, I really love that kind of food. And of course, I'm Italian and so I do love Italian food and, and Northern Italian. I love the risotto alla melanese. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys like Italian food? I love Italian food. I love it. Yeah. So, who? What is not to love? You know, there's all that good garlic and olives, and uh, you know the pasta. I am a pasta person, and mm-hmm. you know it. You know, we always think of pasta as being Italian, but it was really Marco Polo who brought pasta too to italy so you know i guess it's really chinese yes yeah it's
3: like international cuisine it is so maybe that's interesting
1: how like pasta might have come from china you know, it it did come from China, oh. because Marco Polo brought it. You know, yeah, that, you know that game you play in the swimming pool yeah. in the summers. Marco Polo, yeah. Well, he was he was a great explorer and a trader. You know, one of the one of the greatest in history, and brought a lot of silks and good things to what we call the New World, which was yeah. uh, was Europe at the time. In any case, very fun. Um, very fun segment to talk about all of this great food. Nicole, thank you so much, as always. And um, we're going to have to take a break right now. But when we return, you are going to be joined by the teen officers from the Youth Voice San Diego. And they're on a mission to create safer communities by educating and empowering inner city youth. I am Cynthia Bryan. I am co-hosting with Young Jew.
3: Hi, I'm Young Zhu again, and you learn something new every day. Didn't know pasta was from China, but now you're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: And great segment, Nicole. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.
2: we promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Remember my name.
0: Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel.
3: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: You're listening to Express Yourself
3: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young Duan, and I'm your teen host.
1: And I'm the creator and producer of Express Yourself, Cynthia Bryan. And about a year ago, after being featured in the film, the documentary, Tapping the Source, one of the film's producer, Gail Newhouse, introduced me to four very vibrant individuals that were really devoted to help teens shine. And together, we co-founded a new organization called the World Youth Connection. And this is a forum for global young people to connect, collaborate, communicate. Well, one of our group, Dana Brown from San Diego, also co-founded Youth Voice, which is a drop-in youth leadership opportunity whereby young people come to the Mid-City Police Station twice a week. They partner directly with law enforcement on think tanks, graffiti paintouts, public speaking, etc. And through Youth Voice, teens have connected with their community and with themselves, and it really is a connection to law enforcement.
3: Over the next two months, here on Express Yourself, we are presenting a series of four Tough Talk segments. We'll introduce teen leaders from Youth Voice in San Diego who will share personal experiences on the impact to young people regarding immigration, teen violence, underage drinking, and peer abuse
1: right young Jew and these will be our experiential learning shows where teens will be talking from their hearts to help other teens who might be going through some similar circumstances or you know similar traumas
3: so Youth Voice is located in City Heights in San Diego California City Heights is one of the most diverse communities in the US the impact of immigration laws affects many families and young people in particular
1: And on June 15th, President Obama announced the opportunity for individuals 30 years and younger who meet certain criteria to receive their green cards and to eliminate the possibility of deportation for a minimum of two years. So how do young immigrants feel about this? This is an important issue with us today from Youth Voice in San Diego is... Elia Ramirez. Elia. Hello. Hello, Elia. How are you? It's so good to have you with us. You've been a youth leader for several years. And as a high school youth leader in a student relations uh, club, you've been one of the powerful youth voice leaders, uh, not only in City Heights, but in the community. you presented lots of different uh, presentations. You've led gang summits, teen relationship violence meetings, civic engagement opportunities. We are so happy to have you on the show. Thank you, thank you.
3: And so you've been interviewed by a New York film company, and you were instrumental to helping the California endowment move forward with youth leadership in their Building Healthy Communities 10-year plan on systems change and advocacy through resident engagement. So we have a lot of questions to ask you about all of your experiences.
5: Well, I'm ready to answer them.
3: So how has your experience with immig- immigration had an impact on your life?
5: Um, I've, it has made a big, big impact. Um, the three different um, parts of what has made a difference in myself has been school, work, and family. Um, the impact in school was I was looking forward to going to college. but. The whole my immigration status kind of made it a, a block because I thought that I wasn't going to be able to keep on, on going further. With Before my you go on,
1: um, Elia, from what country did you immigrate? I am from Mexico. From Mexico. Okay. Yes. So yes, continue your story. And
5: well, when I finished high school, I thought I wasn't going to be able to go to college because in high school I found out that I was not that I didn't have a social security, that I wasn't able to work, and that I wasn't I wasn't legally here. So that kinda made it a little bit harder for me because it kinda put my dreams on hold because I had a I had this whole plan after high school. But that ma- that didn't make me give up. I actually I'm still going to college. I am looking forward to graduating hopefully next year. And, you know, it's not it's not something that I that I made it a uh, an obstacle because I knew anything is possible and I kept on going with school. But that was one of the things that kind of made an impact in my life because I didn't know what what illegal meant. You know, I knew the meaning, but I didn't know that I was here illegally. How long have you
1: been here, Elia? How long have you been in the United States? I've been here for 15 years. So you were here since you were a little girl, so you didn't know you were illegal. Has this been the same experience with friends or classmates, with their immigration status?
5: Yeah, tell us about that. um, My story of coming to find that I was illegally here was when I went to apply to a job. When I was in, in high school, I was 16 years old and you know everybody gets permits and they can work a couple of hours so i wanted to do that a couple of my friends didn't go but i didn't know why so when i got the application and then they said if i had a social security number i didn't know what that was i didn't know what that meant so i asked my mom and she said that i didn't have one because i was not born in the united states so i told my friends Because, you know, I I didn't know it was a big deal. I told them and they just said, oh, it's because you're illegal. And my friends that didn't go to get applications was for the same reason, that they were not legally here.
1: How did you feel when you found out you were illegal?
5: It hurt because, in a way, I felt like I had the same rights as everybody else. But just considering that I wasn't born in the United States, it, it meant a whole different thing that I wasn't for here that um, there was limitations on things that I that I could do and I felt physically I felt like I didn't have limitations that I had the same capacity and the same the same rights because you know I, I grew up here. I considered this my home. this is where I grew up I don't. You know, a lot of people ask, well, when do you when do you want to go back to Mexico? And honestly, it's just, it's not something that I'm looking forward to going because I don't know, I don't know Mexico. I don't know, I don't know the cities. I don't know a lot, a lot of things about it. So it's hard.
3: So do you or someone you know have family members have been deported and are now unable to be with their family and loved ones here in the U.S.? I
5: have an uncle, um... He has his family here. His wife and his kids are born here. But he wasn't born here. And um, I don't know if you guys know that after if you come back illegally for a certain amount of times and and you get caught, then you have deportation for life. Or if you come, you will pay a sentence. So now it's like, he doesn't come because of that fear, you know?
1: So, but are his are his family is still here? Does that mean this family's here, but your uncle has to live in Mexico? Yes, he lives in Mexico. Um, his family lives here. When
5: my cousins are on vacation, they head to Mexico to visit him. When the
1: school starts back on, then they come back. Because they're legal, right? They're yes, legal. they are legal. Well, then let's go on to what has just happened with what President Obama announced, that these individuals who are 30 years and younger, you know, if they meet a certain criteria, they won't be di- deported. They'll be able to get their green card. What does this mean to you, your family, your friends? Do you, was this a good thing? Is this something positive?
5: Speaking about that, and I put a smile on my face when you're saying it. Because... We can hear the smile. I can hear you smiling. <laughs> yes, because that day when, when it was coming out and everything, um, I was getting a lot of text messages from my friends. Oh, are you hearing this? Do you hear this? And one in particular, she did not text me. She called me and she was crying because she has the same, almost the same amount that I have here in the United States. And you know, we grew up together and living in the same apartments, and just we grew up, we're childhood friends, and we still have um, communication. And she called and she was like, Can you believe it? We're gonna have the opportunity to, to go back um, to school, to actually graduate, to actually keep with our careers, and we're gonna be able to find good jobs and not go with a part time job. So it was just, you know, it, it got, it made our faith grow even bigger, because even though before this, we never lost faith. I've never lost faith, I've never lost hope, you know, and I'm a, I, I know that I'm a good citizen and I know a lot of people in the same situation that are good citizens here and that they have done the right thing, even though they're not legally here and they're, they're still hoping for a change so they can stay here and make a good living well
1: we unfortunately have to take a quick break but we definitely want to come back with you Elia and learn more about you know what has happened with Obama and how you're working to inspire other people and all of that this is this is really important stuff we're so excited to be sharing this with you right now as we just find out about this new law so, uh, my name is Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Express Yourself. You can find out more about Youth Voice at youthvoicesd.tumblr.com and that's t u m b l r.com.
3: And I'm Young Ju on and you're listening to Express Yourself, the on the Voice America Kids on the Voice America Kids network. Visit our creative community at btsya.com and this radio program at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. (sighs) What is No Added Preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about, your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to no added preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel.
3: us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young on your teen host.
1: And I'm Cynthia Bryan. I'm producer and co-hosting today with Young Ju on our special Tough Talk feature. If you're just tuning in, a teen representative from the organization Youth Voice in San Diego Elia Ramirez has shared the impact immigration laws have on young people and families, and we're going to talk to her a little bit more about immigration, and then she's going to tell us more about a youth voice. So before we go on, tell us more about how you think that this law will affect you, your friends, families, and um, you know, any, any young people under 30, especially, who are here in America illegally.
5: Well, um,
1: I have a couple of them. So I'm going to start off
5: with the family. You know, it's a big deal because that means they're going to stay united. They're going to stay together and stay as a family. Um, Another one is for younger ones that are in school. They're going to have the opportunity to keep on going to school and to move on with college graduating and actually working with their degree, not just having just a certificate saying they graduated and that's it. Work is a big one, you know? With the economy right now, it's like, if you're young, you wanna work, you know? You wanna save money for a better future. You wanna save money for when you have your family, you're stably, And that means working legally and that means having a job and that means making money and paying taxes and another one is driver license you know who wants to be driving around without a driver license that's an opportunity that they're going to receive to be able to drive and not worry about being stopped and not having a driver license being able to actually be counted as a person here and that actually has it's okay to go outside of boundaries because that's another limitation that that people have due to the checkpoints that they make and if you're illegally here not I'm not saying everybody does it but in some checkpoints they do put they do call border patrol or you know being in San Diego it's so close to the border that you don't want to pass uh, certain certain exits because it's too close to the border and you know there's border patrol and you're scared of getting caught so now you're not gonna they're not gonna have that they're gonna be able to drive without a limitation without being with the fear of getting stopped and deported
3: mm-hmm. so i'm also from korea mm-hmm. and for a while i didn't have my green card my mom was still working and we were still in the application process but I never knew how difficult it was for kids who don't have it, especially when they're trying to go to college. And I have a couple friends in Denver who are in the application process, and things aren't going very well for them. So I remember last year, they were trying to come visit us here in California, but with their green card and whole legal status situation, they weren't able to come. And it's such a good thing that the Obama Act and like the Dream Act, they're Going to be able to be here legally, and so what are the criteria for the, that in order to get your green card and the new Obama ruling?
5: Well, what what I the information that I have it's been it's thirty years and, and younger mm-hmm. um, who arrived under the age of sixteen. They mm-hmm. have lived in the U.S. for at least five years, and they have a good. They have, like, no criminal record. Um, They're going to school, graduated school, or they have received the general education certificate.
1: Well, so this is, I mean, so basically these kids that are here, they do already feel like they're Americans, just like you probably, Elliot, felt like you were an American, you know, after a few years being here.
5: Yes, exactly, because it's like, you know, when I was reading, um, the requirements, well, some of the requirements, it's like, you know, that's me right there. Like, (laughs) I'm here even before I was 16 years old. I've been here for at least five. I graduated high school. So it's like, yes, it's true. You know, I am honored to be, to have been born in Mexico, but I consider the United States my home because this is where I grew up. This is where I went to school. You know, you asked me about the war in Mexico and it's just like, I don't know, you asked me about the war here in, in the United States and I can tell you history of here.
3: So let's talk about your involvement with Youth Voice and how Youth Voice strives to create safer communities by educating and empowering inner city youths to realize their potential within and become solution-oriented activists. So what exactly does Youth Voice do for the teens in the area? or the people who are not just teens but also children in the area and how do you help people
5: I I had started with youth boys when I had just turned 18 years old I had just recently graduated high school and my high school years were not as as good you know I was in the the top of the line student I was you know in the middle because I was working, I was living by myself my last, um, my senior year. I was, I was renting a, a living room. So it was really hard. It was hard for me to keep up and economically, emotionally, it was hard for me. So I had met Dana when I was a junior in high school. And, you know, I never thought that I was gonna keep contact with her, I thought it was one of the persons that comes and goes but she has still been in my life. She introduced me to Youth Voice. I accepted to go, you know, I didn't really know what the group was about or or what what impact was gonna do in my life. But going into Youth Voice had gave me, gave me that motivation that I was lacking because it made me believe in myself and the potentials that I had and that not only by helping myself, was I helping somebody else in the process. So one of the things that helped me um, a lot, you know, Youth Boys does from, we have done toys, toys um, for tots, where we collected toys. We wrapped them up and we delivered them to homes. We have done curfew sweeps. We work with the police officers as um you guys already know and that was one of the big things so a big deal for a lot of the, the teenagers that joined that group because it was that that bonding with with officials you know you usually so, see
3: yeah Aliyah, uh-huh. so speaking of officials you work directly with the police what is it like working directly with law enforcement does it scare you or does it empower you
5: it was scary at first because of my situation. You know, I was just like, "Oh my God, I'm going into the mouth of the wolf." Like, you know, that—that's what I was thinking. But as I got to meet with the with the officers and I got to collaborate with them, they gave me that that sense of they respected me. Not only because you know uh, they're officials, but they treated me like a person. They did not discriminate. They did not ask for my status. They looked at me as a person, and they, they appreciated me giving them feedback or saying how I felt.
1: How did your friends react when they knew you were working with the police? Was it the same thing as, oh, my gosh, you know, she's, it's the sheep in, in wolf's clothing or something like that? Did they react like that? You know, um,
5: when, I, when I joined youth group, I did lose a lot of friends. Well, so-called friends that I that you know, I lost a lot of them because my involvement in the group, because I was changing my my personality and I was changing the way I was I, I was viewing life, and it was sad. You know, it's sad because um, I feel like I've matured as a, as an individual. I I see life a whole different a whole different way. You know, maybe I I can tell you that, in a way, I was selfish, as when I was younger, because I I felt a whole different a whole different view. Now I don't I think about myself, but as I think about myself, I know that I'm I'm helping another person, and that's what I learned in Youth Boys because. The officers there were role models to me. They were not only doing their job,
1: but they wanted to help us because it was coming from their heart. You See, know? that is what is so powerful. And it's so obvious that you have gained so many strengths and so much support through Youth Voice and through your collaboration with the law enforcement and what you said about, friends, so-called friends, that's exactly what they were because real people, real friends stick with you. We want to thank you so much, Alia, for joining us today from Youth Voice in San Diego and bringing your heart and your experiential learning about the impact of immigration on young people and families as well as we learn something about this new law, which we're all excited about, So thanks for coming here on Express Yourself. Our gratitude also to Dana Brown for helping youth recognize their innate gifts and helping them to collaborate and helping them take that first step. For more information about Youth Voice, go to youthvoicesd.tumblr.com. I'm Cynthia Bryan.
3: And I'm Young Juan. Best of success to you, Aliyah, and thank you for your work on behalf of all the young people. You are such a great role model. And I hope that you can continue to help young people in all the different ways that you are right now. And you're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens. We want to give you a voice, so visit us at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with my artsy gifts section.
1: Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy <laughs> for help tune in to Paul's around the world you'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America talk radio network host how about what's new with our network
1: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm filling in as a host today. I am the producer for Express Yourself. We just listened to young voice teens from San Diego, giving their experiences and talking about immigration rights. To learn more about your rights, make sure you research or speak to authorities in the immigration industry.
3: And make sure if you haven't listened to the previous segments, you go back and check out our fascinating discussion about immigration. I'm Yang Juan, your teen host for today.
1: Young Ju, one of your many talents is your love of creating crafts and making gifts for others. Now, when I was a kid, every gift I ever gave was handmade. And even today, as an adult, I prefer to give someone something unique that's really from the heart. And for me, because I'm a huge gardener, usually it's something fresh from my garden, which could be anything from, you know, um, potpourri to wreaths to a basket of vegetables or fruit or herbs, whatever it is. But with our theme of immigration today, I know that you have designed something special, kind of a special treat for all of us. So what cultural delight are you going to bring to express yourself today?
3: Well, today's show is all about immigration and exploring other cultures. So what is more perfect than food? Food is one simple way to connect everybody together, like Nicole was mentioning. Who doesn't love food? Seriously. At the end of the year, during middle school, all the foreign language classes would get together and have this huge potluck of foods from all over the world. Each person or group of people would pick a different country and bring a food that reflected their culture. It's a really fun activity that's possible to do with a few friends or a huge group of 50 or more people. Potlucks are an easy way to appreciate culture and embrace other ethnicities and other styles of living. So I tried this with my own friends and it was really fun. Having a really diverse friend group makes it easier to have a potluck with foods from different countries. But if you and your friends are all from the same culture or all share the same taste, palette, it's still fun to meet up at someone's house and cook foods that reflect your own heritage. Or you guys can step out of the comfort zone and tackle a food that none of you are familiar with. I promise it's fun either way. Another fun thing to do is just watch foreign films. Some foreign films are really well made and worth watching, just like indie films. I recently got into watching all these different types of films, independent films, and it's just really amazing. And the language barrier should not stop you. Just make sure it has subtitles or you can understand the language. And foreign films are one of the best ways to learn about a country you've never been to or never really heard of. So being culturally ignorant is never fun, and even going to a museum with your friends can prove quite worthwhile. Taking in culture is easier for those who like history because history and culture are so intertwined, as I've learned through taking European history this past year. Another fun thing to do during the summer or a holiday break or when you have time is to explore the culture of your city, going to the downtown of a large city where you live, or even a famous city like Washington, D.C., let's say, and exploring the monuments, memorials, as well as shopping centers and restaurants is anything from boring. For the huge 8th grade celebration three years back, my whole school went on a downtown scavenger hunt. It was a lot of walking, but I learned so many things, and it surprised me how little I knew about my own city. Making gifts out of history can be fun and useful, no matter how people downgrade history and and all that stuff. I hate hearing people say how history is awful after taking European history, but it's like making your own souvenir, and it's really fun, even for those who don't like history. And one way to do this is to plan a scavenger hunt of the city you live in, a city close by, or of a city you love. All you need is a map and a couple stickers, like something really eye-catching, like little stars, like the shiny stars that they saw at Office Max that mark major touristy locations or places that you love going to, even like a favorite restaurant or a favorite little boutique. And it's helpful to have a map that focuses on your city and state or country if you don't live in the U.S. Do not use a world map unless you want to mark all the, your favorite countries and do like a really creative outlook or outtake on this map activity. Driving maps are usually good for this gift. So pick at least 10 places you want to visit or you love and mark them. You don't have to visit all 10, but just in case something happens, 10 is a good number. It's as simple as that. If this is a gift, you can write a couple blurbs about each place and what you like about them. It's especially fun if you go on this scavenger hunt with the person you're giving this to. But if you can't, it's still really fun to mail it and think about all the memories you had in this town. And you can give this like anybody, people who've never been to the city, but love it anyway, or people who consider it their hometown, but moved away. Like I love Colorado. It's been like three years now. Still can't believe that, but I consider it one of my hometowns. So go have fun and explore your own history.
1: That is so fun. You know, I was a history major at college, hmm. history and French. So I love it that you're encouraging people to walk down history lane because there is so many things that we can learn from the past, and obviously then not re- repeat the mistakes of the past in the yeah. future. <laughs> but you know, I wanted to get to uh, talk about a couple of the things. When you were talking about food, it really made me think of something. Uh, mm-hmm. I had lived in France. I went to the University of Bordeaux. That's so cool. It was really. I mean, that was part of my. Growing up, is I was an exchange student uh, three Mm -hmm. different times, and a teenage ambassador to Europe. So I I lived in a lot of countries for about five years. But uh, when I came to Cal Berkeley, and for a final exam in one of my master classes, we had to create do we had to bring something to the class that we could share with everyone that we didn't think anybody knew how to do it. So I decided to make fondue. Oh, and wow. I said, I'm going to teach everyone how to make a really good French cheese fondue with all the regular ingredients. I got an A-plus, and we had an absolute blast. And the professor was like, I think he ate the most fondue. Yeah. So it was really, really fun because I had brought something I had learned in France. And then here in America, none of the people had had, any, had this kind of French friend fondue. So that was, that was really great. And you, then you said something else, Young Jew, about city exploration you're yes. so right you know when we live in a city we hardly see it unless yeah. we have friends come to town right because mm-hmm. you don't so what you're saying is like be a tourist in your own town
3: yeah, yeah like we live near San Francisco and I always hear people like, at my school say or like if someone says I visited Golden Gate Bridge or something and Everyone at school is like, oh, my goodness, you're a tourist in your own city. But it's really cool being a tourist in your own city. And I think it's really awful when people don't take advantage of the really amazing places that they have right in front of them.
1: No, you're right. I mean, I was just in New York City for mm-hmm. about 3 days. And if I just had 3 days here on my own, I would probably just be in my garden and I wouldn't go <laughs> tour a city. But yeah. having only 3 days in New York, I wanted to do as, you know, pack it in and I saw three plays and and you know, you're in Times Square and I'm at the Tonys and you know, you're doing all this crazy yeah. stuff. And it was really really fun. So you're right about that. We need to learn to be a tourist in our own yeah. town. And what greater souvenir to you know more about different ethnicities and mm-hmm. diversity than to just go into the neighborhoods and experience yeah. the, the food, the clothing, the culture, the language? Because, you know, like in San Francisco, mm-hmm. we have so many different areas. We have yeah. Chinatown, you have Japantown, mm-hmm. you have Italian town, you know. Yeah. Is that true? Are you? And there's Korean town too.
3: Yeah, it's a lot smaller than the one in LA, but it is there.
1: So, you know, I just wanted to um to let our listeners know that you are now a published writer. For those of you who have missed it, Youngju wrote a story called Change Those Bittersweet Memories, and she's really talking about some of the things we're discussing here. And it was published in the La Merinda Weekly. And it is um, also on our Express Yourself creative community at BTSYA. So you can go to In the News and you will see Young Jew's article. Way to go. How did you feel getting published? Uh, it felt really like.
3: I don't know. It was always, like, something I had in the back of my mind since I was, like, a little kid. I was always talking to my grandma or my mom, like, oh, my gosh, Mom, it'd be so cool to see my name in the paper. And
1: it's just, like, wow, it is in the paper. Yes, well, hey, and now you're hosting this and your your name, yeah. you know, on on Voice America Kids <laughs> Network. Well, you know, like always, I was going to ask you why you like history so much. But maybe, like me, you're going to become a history <laughs> major but, uh, Young Ju, I want to thank you for the fantastic tips and for the wonderful job you're doing here on Express Yourself. And you really have helped us enjoy our cultural heritage. heritage and I really love all your ideas. So, before we go, I'd like to invite our listeners to tune in to our other radio program, Star Style Be the Star You Are, which broadcasts live every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern on World Talk Radio where I interview authors and experts from around the globe on a variety of topics. And health specialist Heather Brittany brings us the latest information to keep us happy and healthy. You can go to StarStyleRadio.com to check out our guests and listen to the archives.
3: Thanks so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids. Thanks to you, Cynthia, and Star Style Productions for producing this show. And thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. For more fun stories written by teens, pick up a copy of Be The Star You Are for Teens at www.bethestarur.com. I'm Yang Juan.
1: And our teen host, Stephen Zhao, will return next week for a final show. Until then, my name is Cynthia Bryan. It's been my pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So feel free to email our teens at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site, expressyourselfteenradio.com. And our creative community at btsya.com, where you can actually upload your creative works. You can get involved with Be The Star You Are charity. You can buy books, t-shirts, sign up for our free newsletter. And, of course, if you can make a donation, we sure appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us. And until next week, remember, express yourself.